and welcome back to another episode of the Clone Yourself Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Caber, and today I have a guest on the podcast, Josh Tapp from the Lucky Titan Podcast. He does so much more than just host a podcast, but I am excited to talk with you guys today because I have just, get, I'm just getting to know Josh, and he's a very dynamic dude, and I'm really excited to have him on the pod. Josh, how are you doing today, sir? Dude, doing excellent. So glad to be here with you guys. Yeah, thanks so much for taking the time. So for people that aren't familiar with your podcast and the work you do, can you kind of give us a little bit of a glimpse of who you are and how you came to do what you're currently up to? Yeah, well, you're you're opening up a can of worms here because I could go on for days Love about it. this, you know, <laughs> the transition. I think we'll get further into that, uh, further into the podcast. But Really what we do is we help entrepreneurs to connect with niche titans is what we call them. So the lucky titan is not me. I mean, you can call me that if you want. It makes me feel good. But uh, we Mm -hmm. use it as a way for me to connect with some of the top entrepreneurs um, in every niche. So for example, in the podcasting space, we've been able to interview John Lee Dumas, who is one of the top five podcasters at any given time. And we've used that as a way to connect our audience with people like him. And from that, we've actually built an entire business around helping entrepreneurs to create joint venture deals through connecting with top industry leaders and other people who own audiences. So joint ventures, this is a very, very interesting concept. And I think a lot of people either aren't quite clear on what a joint venture is or, you know, what the difference is between a joint venture and affiliate marketing. Could you walk us through a little bit what joint venture means to you? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a really good question because they kind of go hand in hand. The The number one thing that I tell people is a joint venture is a way for both of you to be able to win. It's a win-win-win situation. If you've ever read the book Winning by Jack Welch, um, he talks about this a lot and he uses it in a management perspective, but I like to apply it here that you know when you want to create um, a business deal in general, you want to create an opportunity for both of you to come out saying, wow, I would do that again. And a joint venture partnership to me and the difference between affiliate marketing and joint venture deals in this sense is that a joint venture deal is a way for you to basically advertise for free. Um, Affiliate marketing is partnering yourself up with another company to to sell their products, which you could do through a joint venture deal, but um, they're uh, they're not the same thing, right? So for us, we have multiple different types of joint venture deals that we promote and that we've created for people. The number one thing is an audience collaboration deal. So you and I are doing one right now where mm-hmm. you came on my show, now I'm coming on your show, and we do a cross-promotion deal. We, some of our audience members will go to each other, and that helps us build our audiences, right? Mm-hmm. Um, another way that a lot of people do this is they'll build out a summit. And from that summit, they'll get 15 to 20 people who have like-minded audiences convening over one topic that all of them are contributing to. And these summits become an incredible place for people to, to come and learn on a whole new level and get lots of different perspectives on the same question. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. No, yeah. I, virtual summits are something personally that I have piqued my interest. Um, <laughs> so have you currently uh, finished a summit of your own? No, we are actually currently doing our own. It's kind of a new craze, right? A lot of people are doing it. I've actually been a part of a couple of them. Um, like As a guest, I've been invited to be a part of it. But we're now doing one for ourselves. We're going to be launching it here in February is the goal, right? <laughs> we got to yeah. get enough enough of the right people. And I don't ever launch until we've got the right people in the right seats. 
but yeah, summits, I mean, we could go down a huge rabbit hole with that if you wanted to. <laughs> well, well, I like what you said there about the right people in the right seats. And the big reason is because when I was on your podcast, we were talking about VAs, obviously, and we're going to talk a little bit about that on this podcast for sure. So something I've noticed with you is that you're very good at focusing on your strengths, whereas a lot of us entrepreneurs have trouble letting go and we try to do everything and be everything to everyone. Right. How is it? Yeah. So if you could talk to us a little bit about your your approach to getting people in the right seats and letting go of things that don't require your skill set. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your your compliments there. I, um, if you're okay with this, I would like to tell a little bit about my background to help explain this. Um, yes, please because do. I was not always good at this. <laughs> I'm still not great at it, right? This is a constant work in progress. But we, so I, I started off as a marketing agency and I had actually run four different businesses before I started a marketing agency, but I did it while I was in college. Um, it was one of those businesses where, I mean, you start it in your, your dorm room, it starts to become successful. And for me, when I graduated, it was paying the bill. So I was like, well, I might as well just put, go full-time on this, right? <laughs> love it, um, love it. So we were doing Facebook ads for small businesses and we were doing chat bots and that kind of stuff. And we got into that realm and started building out a team, got up to about five people and I really got my foot in the marketing space. But then I just, I was waking up every day being like, man, I just really don't want to do this. And and if you know anything about a marketing, ag- like being a marketing agency, it's very um, the churn rate's very high. So your average customer lifespan is three to six months. So you you have two problems. You either perform yourself out of a job <laughs> or right. you um, they think you've underperformed even when you've performed. And so they're mm-hmm. almost never happy or they're, they're too happy, but they're just ready to get rid of you, right? They're like, okay, I don't want to spend this money anymore. And the customer relationship just wasn't what I liked. I was doing a ton of sales, which I do, I do like that side if I'm selling something I really love, but I wasn't really loving this. And so this is where I will start answering your question. <laughs> we, I, I had one day I woke up and I was just like, man, I do not want to do this anymore. <laughs> and right. I had a, I had a mentor who was, was uh, guiding me at the time. He's a multimillionaire, um, two combo club winner. If any of you are click funnels savvy, he's uh but he sat down with me one day and was like, man, why are you doing what you're doing? Why don't you do what you actually love? And I'm like, man, I don't really know what I love. And so he gave me an exercise. And this is something that I apply almost on a weekly basis. And it's really writing down what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And mm-hmm. you have to be, I mean, this is one of those moments where you have to be brutally honest with yourself. And for me, I'm like, I am not a great salesman. I'm like, I'm decent but I'm not the best one on the planet. <laughs> um, right. I would, I would rather sell to a group by, by speaking on stage than I would doing a one-on-one sales call. And when I came to that term, finally said, wow, that's not where I'm, my strengths are, but I found my strengths are truly in networking and creating deals between people. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where the light finally turned on for me. And I said, okay, I know marketing now, you know, like I'm very good at marketing. I know how it all works. How do I leverage this marketing to start scaling my own thing? And that's when we got into the podcasting realm because I've been a podcast listener forever and decided to turn that on and on myself, right? And say, okay, I can take this and create a business helping other people doing this, but doing what I really truly love, which is interviewing people. I love to talk with people and I love to bring the passion out of people. And it's anyways, it's just kind of, it's escalated from there. But as we've been moving forward and as we've been building our brand, the Lucky Titan, um, it's created kind of a, I don't even, I don't know if I if this is too prideful to say, but 
it's say kind of like, it. a, like a phenomenon, I guess. A lot of people are starting to throw the term around more um, of, of Titans, and it's becoming a, a whole kind of community of people who are really focusing on on the growth side of things. But when we've built out um, these summits, for example, as we're building this one out, I've actually had over 100 people that I've talked to who I thought would be a, a decent fit for the summit because they have an audience. So they're, they're somebody who's got an audience of our ideal customer. They've got experience in the realm and they're actually already good at teaching. And what I've done with a lot of these people is I either interview them on my show or I'll sit down, just talk with them one-on-one over a phone call or something. But I'm actually qualifying them in most cases because if they're, I mean, some people, and I've had this happen before, they look really good online, but -hmm. you meet them in person and you're like, wow, (laughs) you know, don't know if I'm really loving the direction you're going, you know, or you're not as good at, uh, at really teaching your message and sharing, you know, what you're passionate about and, or you're maybe not even passionate about it, but you've made a lot of money with it. Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah. So getting the, getting the people in the right seats is that's our process is we really, I do think it requires a one-on-one hands-on touch with people. And a lot of people think that you have to be cool to do that. But I mean, I'm, I'm not even that far into this journey and we've been able to sit down with hundred millionaires and a billionaire actually already at this point. So. And what do you attribute that to then? Would you say it's your network? Um, 100%. So I'm, I'm a millennial living in a, an old man's body, I think, <laughs> or, or an old man's mind. Right. But, yeah. um, the, the big thing that for me, I, I always knew networking was important. I've been doing it for years. And so we've built our LinkedIn, my LinkedIn up to about 10,000 people. And LinkedIn is an excellent tool for finding the right people. And for, for us, we've, we've been building that out and using that for so long I was able to just start reaching out to these people. But the big thing that I did is I just made a list of people that I knew were way high and above me. And I just started commenting on their things and then sending them messages, like truly thanking them for the value that they're bringing. And then Mm -hmm. I said, would you like to come on my show? That's all it takes. That's all it takes to get people to come and talk with you is having a platform and being, being gracious. I mean, you know that, right? You've, you've you've gotten great people on your show. Well, thank you so much. That's kind of our process. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm a huge fan because I talk about in this podcast all the time, like instead of spending your time using Canva, for example, that is an online tool that helps non-graphic designers do design, why don't you go out and create those strategic partnerships? And a lot of times that's through podcasting. So that's exactly what you said, just different words than I kind of preach it, but same concept. So I love that. I love that so much. I have a question for you in terms of podcasting though. How long have you been podcasting now? We've only been in the game for about six months. That's what I thought. So how is it going in terms of your workload? What parts are you doing? Obviously you're you're doing the interviews and you're booking (laughs) them, but what areas are you also in? Are you doing the editing? Are you doing the scheduling? Can you walk us through your process a little bit? Yeah. Well, so initially I did set it all up and I was like my first episode, I did all myself so I could understand the process. Right. And I think that's crucial when you're outsourcing work to anybody. But for me, what we decided to do is I was going to be the relationships guy and then we were going to outsource everything else. So what that entails for me is I, I obviously do the interview. I do a little bit of research about the people so that, you know, I, I can have a good conversation with them, but I dedicate an hour to every episode so I can really get to know my guests. That's helped us create a lot of joint venture deals because 
I mean, I'm actually getting to know them as a friend and actually care about their life <laughs> instead right. of just, hey, come on my show and then we'll cross promote each other. Okay, bye. Right. And, yeah. But other than that, um, the editing and um, the scheduling and everything else, I have people take care of that as well as a lot of the outreach. Um, they take care of that. I just do a lot of the research. So I'm like, this is the person I want to do, uh, you know, an interview with. And I usually am involved in their communities or talking with them. But then my my uh, my team takes care of the the scheduling side of it. Boom. I love that. I love that <laughs> so much. And because that's what this is all about. You know, there's um, myself included. There's many of us podcasters that just get in this mindset that it's just easier if we do it. And I'm right. not just talking about the editing. I'm talking about like writing the show notes, then uploading them to WordPress. And then sometimes you need to upload it to actually you always need to upload to your host and WordPress or whatever your website is. Um, so yeah, it can be a huge time suck. Yeah. Let's talk about this mastermind you have. Can you tell us a little bit about the mastermind? Yeah. So we've actually built out multiple different masterminds. And if you've not from, you're not familiar with the concept, a mastermind isn't really a networking event. A lot of people have heard of, you know, BNI or the chambers of commerce. Those are, those are what we call networking groups, but a mastermind is truly getting people together who are, they're all pursuing kind of the same goal, but they're all in different businesses. Does that make sense? And we get them together and we discuss what's working and what's not working. So let me just talk to you about our first one. What we did is we, so I'm from Idaho. Um, we have a very rural community. There's about a hundred thousand people in our city. Wow. That's so pretty, pretty small city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, but there's a lot of business people here. And when we decided to, to build this out, the problem that I see in, in rural communities is they're 10 years behind everybody else. And where I'm the marketing guy and I'm kind of known as that in our city we built out a mastermind um, discussing how to promote your business, right? But we got people who are all in the service-based business industry, right? So they're they're either realtors or they're um, you know trying to start up a carpet cleaning company or something, right? They're they're selling a service instead of a product. So we don't have restaurant owners, we don't have you know somebody selling clothes like that. Those type of people aren't really in our in our right. masterminds. But we sit down and we talk about you know what's really working. And the thing that I think a lot of people discredit about sitting down in groups like this is the fact that you're not just getting one person to answer your question. When, when mm -hmm. you're trying to solve a problem in your business, so let's say you know, you're, you're struggling you know, just for the sake of this podcast, you're really having a hard time scaling because you don't know who or where to look for, um, for virtual assistants or somebody to, to outsource some of the tasks to. And when you know, you're, you're getting to that point, you have that problem, but if you come into, and you're trying to solve it yourself, you have one mind working on the problem, but mm -hmm. when you come into these masterminds, you have 15 to 25 people working on this problem with you. Um, and that's how we, we've been building out these masterminds to help people solve these problems. So the mastermind you're asking about is one that we've actually launched recently where we're getting people who own an audience. So they've either started a podcast, a YouTube channel, they have a Facebook group or what have you. And they're trying to figure out how to monetize their podcast and how to scale it quickly. Um, so that's in the entire purpose of the mastermind. I actually come in myself and share basic scaling strategies, monetization strategies, our process. But then we actually bring in people who are making anywhere from 10, uh, so like 10 million plus basically are people who come in. We have a hundred millionaire coming in in February, which will be exciting. Yeah. But they, they come in and they mastermind with us. And you're actually getting to sit down with these people. And obviously it's virtual. So you're sitting right. on your computer but you're going to be getting advice from this person who's worth 
you know, eight figures plus. <laughs> so there's, that's a lot of the value that we try to provide, but it's all about scaling your audience. That is amazing. And how often did you say you guys meet? Is it monthly? Yeah. So we do a monthly one, but we actually have a private group as well. We've got courses. I'm trying to make it basically into an environment so they can win. It's not about the money. It's about making sure people can get some true value out of it. Right. Which side note there, we all know that's a race to the bottom when you're chasing the dollars and the yeah. you don't care about the people. So we can all, it's funny how people can sense that too, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, no, personally, I'm super interested in your mastermind. And I know for the listeners of this podcast that most of them are going to be very interested as well, because we have a lot of content creators in this community. And like you said, this is about monetizing your content, which I should ask because you are niching it a little bit. You said yeah. um, for podcasters, but is it for like YouTubers and bloggers as well? or, or Yes, as really long as you own an audience. That's really what the important okay, cool. part is. We have a lot of podcasters in the group, but most people who have a podcast also have a YouTube channel and a Facebook group as well. <laughs> and how many people are in the group? So with this one, we are allowing 15 people in. Okay, cool. That's so the next got five time. spots left. Yeah, and this is for December. But um, once we fill that group up, we open another one. That's how we've been doing it. We actually currently run two groups in Idaho right now. And we've got five masterminds total going at the moment. <laughs> and you can see that's your monetization strategy. Right. So 100%. no, good stuff. Cool. Well, what else uh, should we cover about what you're doing that people might be interested in knowing? Yeah, well, let me let me kind of turn this towards your audience because of the the purpose of your podcast. You know, cloning yourself. This is a this is a free strategy. I think everybody should be using, no matter what area of business they're in. The problem that a lot of people have in starting to outsource their business is they're scared about the money. Um, they're not usually. I mean, some people are scared about, well, are they going to do a good job on this? But I mean, I think the number one fear is, wow, can I afford this? You know, and you have a great theory on this. You know, I, I've heard your your theory about the you know, like uh, graphic design, right? Right. But the thing that a lot of people don't pay attention to is these joint venture partnerships. Now, a joint venture partnership is a way to monetize and scale your business for free, okay? We use this for marketing. We use this for scaling out our company. We use it to outsource every project because what we do is we trade people. So let me give you an example of this. Um, to edit our podcast, we can do it um, I can pay somebody, it costs about $50 an episode, and then we'd probably spend about $100 to get it transcribed and, and do the SEO and everything. So $150 an episode is really not feasible for a lot of people, um, especially right. in the early stage, right? But cool. what we've done is I've traded business with some people. So I give this one guy coaching. We do it once a month um, for half an hour. I pick apart his business and help him to to scale his company. And I'm only one step ahead of him. So this guy's actually a pretty successful guy, but he, his business is in um, editing podcasts. And so I take care of that entire $150 cost by coaching with him for, um, for 30 minutes. And that's not even the best way to do it. We can also, we've had other ways where we've created these deals where I have them come on my show and then they give me something for free. Um, there, there's just a lot of ways to outsource it. So that, totally. that's my big belief is, you know, like you've talked about, you know, cloning yourself, paying people is is seriously the next step for most people but if you're like i don't have the money you're not thinking like an entrepreneur you know mm. entrepreneurs never worry do i have the resources for this they, they think how can i create the resources for this how can i be resourceful fill my life with resources right and you if you don't have money you have time and if you don't have both you need to reevaluate what you're doing <laughs> 
Love it. Love it. That is some excellent ad- advice, sir. Good stuff. Thank you. Dig it. <laughs> cool. So the mastermind, uh, people can find out more on your website, the best way. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to come over and check it out, we have a page so you can kind of see what we do, how we do it, our next upcoming speakers. Um, it's all on the lucky titan.com slash a H G. So that's audience hypergrowth mastermind is what it's called. And the Lucky Titan website is just where you can get in contact with us. Um, I'm pretty much always accessible in our community and everything. So you can reach out to me there. Cool. Yeah, we'll put the link in the show notes as well. So you can just uh, scroll over there and grab the link. Well, Josh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And listeners, definitely check out the Lucky Titan podcast. Good stuff. And Josh, you can tell he knows what he's talking. Thank you again. We'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah, for sure, man. It was great to come on your show. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for checking out this episode. If you liked what you heard, then please leave a five-star review on iTunes and share the pod with a friend. Remember, you are the average of the five people you hang out with most. So if this pod helped you in any way, then why not share it with your network? Till next time, my friends. Thanks so much for listening.